My last podcast that I started recording about two weeks ago now um, was titled Rav Thinks About the Mamba Mentality. On Sunday, January 26th at about 10 a.m. in the morning, um, we all know of the tragedy that ensued. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, along with um, other passengers on a helicopter flight, passed away. Um, And the last week has been a lot of um, reflecting, commemorating the legacy that is of Kobe Bryant. Um, there's been a lot of grief. Um, it's been a confusing time, I know, for myself and for a lot of people around me in terms of dealing with this grief. Grief. Um, I know, you know, the stages of grief include finding out about it, being in disbelief, getting angry, getting depressed, um, and all of that one day leading to acceptance and I I think we're just all in this state of confusion and disbelief still Um, but uh, I wanted to use this platform use this episode to commemorate Kobe Bryant Um, he was a huge huge inspiration to me and so many people around me and um, his legacy will always always live on and I wanted to uh, do justice to to him, to his legacy. Um, the previous podcast that I started recording two weeks ago, I feel like it didn't do justice. It didn't flow. It didn't um, really exemplify the great the greatness that he exemplified. And um, and I hope this episode does a better job at that. This podcast will be joined by a few of my friends. Uh, we wanted to just really come together and uh, create something and con- contribute to something to commemorate Kobe. And this podcast seemed like a great idea. Uh, we'll be just talking about our memories of Kobe, what he means to us, the legacy he's leaving behind, um, as just our way to grieve and mourn and just reflect and celebrate Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, we'll get it started now. Have a good time. Enjoy life. It's um, life is too short to, to, to get bogged down to be discouraged or um, you have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile and just keep on rolling. Uh, so my name's Arjun. Um, for me, Kobe was a childhood idol. Um, he was somebody who um, I religiously watched. Um, I would remember coming home from school. Um, NBA Reddit streams, watching it, downloading a link, making sure I caught whatever game I could. Um, but for me, he helped, really helped me in my athletic career. Um, I think he helped me uh, develop a mindset that I wasn't ever familiar with, but I think I always had some of it in me, but he's the one who brought it out of me. Um, and watching him play, it, it was just... A, it's an inspiration, man. Like, it's it's even tough to put into words of how great he was on the court. Um, I think nowadays too, we always get into debates about who's better and all this type of stuff. But you really forget that these are God-given individuals who are on this earth to really inspire us. So we should really appreciate appreciate them while they're on this planet because. They don't make them like Kobe. They don't make them like Jordan. They don't sure. make them like Ronaldo. They don't make them like Messi. Mm-hmm. They don't make them like LeBron. These are these are individuals who are who are God sent. I feel like, and um, they inspire us on a daily basis, whatever it may be. For so for me, Kobe, um, 
I really dove deep into his um, that mindset when maybe grade 11, 12, and then going to uni, playing at UBC, and then just carrying it on from there. I think, um, like I was talking to Mandeep about this earlier, like um, as a fullback, you always get into these, um, so in soccer, we call them fullbacks, where you end up playing on a, you're in 1v1 situations quite a bit, some a lot of these times, and um, you always hear about the guy that you're going against, and you always hear about the attackers, you never hear about the defenders, mm-hmm. it's just the way it is in football, but um, it was always the fact like, oh, this guy's this, this guy's that, he's this quick, um, but I was telling him that, you know what, he may be this good, but he hasn't played anyone like me before either, and I think that was the mm-hmm. mindset that I always tried to take into every game, in a sense that, you know what, for 90 minutes, I'm going to bust your ass too. Right. You may be coming at me for 90 minutes, for 90 minutes, you're going to get a whole lot of me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I always just try to, uh, like, get into Emulate. that mindset right. when you're playing. Um, and <clears throat> you, it's not even just soccer. You take that into whatever you're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Um, the work you put in, or the amount of work you put in, those are the results you'll see. And I think that was the... That's what Kobe did. You hear about these crazy stories. You like that training regimen. He's up at four, right. four to six. Only one home, in the gym. Only one, four to six. Um, comes home, takes a break, nine to eleven. Comes home, takes a break, two to yeah. two to four. And I think that thing that he used to say the most was just, if you look over the years, the amount of training that I've done. And it doesn't matter how many hours you put in the gym. The amount of years that I put in in those hours, there's no way you're going to catch me. Right. And I think uh, it's a special mindset to have, and not everyone has it. So, It's um, that competitive spirit that I feel like our society likes to shut down and give everyone participant ribbons, but Kobe was the example of like, no, you, you got to fight for this, and you got to show what you're made of. Um, and also watching Kobe and, and just like seeing him just – the way he thought, the way his mindset was, it made you feel like you could be great too. Like, he he's not making any excuses. Why should I? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't come, with Kobe, come to Kobe with the excuses. You hear a lot of these stories that a lot of these guys yeah. have. Um, <laughs> I think at one play, I think Nick Young, another basketball player, was saying Kobe broke his finger in practice and he thought that he was joking or so he could get out of practice. So that whole practice for two hours, Dick Young said he busted his ass. And mm-hmm. really, Kobe found out at the end, you know, he really did break his finger. So <laughs> he yeah. was a no-nonsense, no-type, uh, no-excuse type of man. And yeah, you don't find those type of guys mm-hmm. very often. <clears throat> Andy? Yeah. Um, yeah, my name is Mandeep. Um, I think growing up, you can't uh, be living in North America and not be exposed to, you know, our major sports, especially basketball. It's one of the easiest games to play. You pick up a ball, and there's hoops everywhere. Um, you know, myself, I, I, I played soccer more growing up. I followed soccer a lot more than I did basketball. But you inherently ended up following, following basketball just because the sheer popularity of the game and, you know, like you and I remember when we bought our first uh, PlayStation back in the day, it came with a bundle and it came with NBA 
and you know as you played the game and you got to learn the players and we we had this rule with my cousins and you couldn't choose your team ever you had to mm. you you select your sides somebody's home somebody's away then you hit random three times yeah and you go two randoms <laughs> and so yeah. the, the the you you get two random teams your first every time you hit square and you choose out of the first two and if you don't like any of the first two your third one's your do or die you have to take them and so then if somebody hit like you know an all-star team or somebody hit like the Lakers you get LeBron or T-Mac or you know Arenas back in the day it was just like oh my god this guy's going to hit some mm-hmm. sort of shot and it, it consistently it never failed that if somebody somehow got Kobe on their team and there was a shot that had to be hit even in the game he'd mm-hmm. he'd hit it mm-hmm. and if it wasn't at the game you'd, you'd go to school in the elementary on the playground and you know everybody's just talking about oh did you see that shot kobe hit oh, he, he he took the game and then you go oh, you see that alley-oop to shack and like who's better kobe or shack who do, do you think kobe could do it without him and all that all that noise and it's just playground talk mm-hmm. but all it was you know in the background we're just kids talking about you know what is this guy capable of and in in the locker room and in the on, on the court and in the gym all kobe is thinking is i'm going to prove the world wrong Exactly. You know, and he was in an era where he had primetime, you know, he had <clears throat> prime side primetime Richardson, he had primetime Tim Duncan, he had Kevin Garnett's, you know, he had he had all these big, you know, figures on the court that demanded their space and their greatness too and he was still accomplishing everything. And I think um people from around the globe whether or not they followed basketball, I think a lot of the reasons why people are um people are hurting or are affected or they're feeling a little bit off is because whether or not you follow the basketball portion of it you know he translated that competitive nature that you guys both mentioned mm-hmm. you know that relentlessness that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it every day and I'm going to do it better than anyone else do it better than anyone else yeah. and that better than anyone else right that's why the world misses him right because he whether it, you know I, he said it directly a few times but it was more so seen through his actions he was out to prove yeah i'm going to be the best the best dad right you know right. that was his thing yeah. and so after years of you know this guy came into the nba and he used to say all the time i'm going to be better you know i'm going to be the best nba player ever and you know he when they were reversing the bulls he you know he he'd give jordan a quick jam and be like hey like what's the best way to trash talk You know, he used to ask him this mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like or he'd ask him for tips and stuff throughout the games, after the games and all that stuff, that knowledge to learn. And so when he translated this drive to learn everything and then execute it the best. Execution. People yeah. wanted to see how he was going to do that in terms of being a family man and right. a father. And you know, he took on the project as soon as you know he retired um in in 2015 and then right. after he went on to do Dear Basketball. Right. first movie the guy ever made short film wins an Oscar. Oscar. I know. Like if you're going to do it, Crazy, do it right. Man. You know? I think that um I personally oops. I personally resonate with the world word relentless so much because that's legit what he was in every single facet mm-hmm. of his life and that just goes to show that like his DNA was something else, man. Like his his ability to take that internal motivation. He didn't need people to validate him. He didn't yeah. need someone to pat him on the back, right? Yeah. He just wanted to like and after one championship, people like, "Okay, what's next? Like give me more," right? Yeah. And it's like, "No, he set a standard. Now he's going to surpass that standard and make a new standard." Yeah. I think that's what what he stood for. It was just like that that mentality. It's like 
holy shit, man. Like, I can't even put into words. Like, it's it's done so much for me in terms of the world of business. And it just that just goes to show it, it's so, like, it flows with, with every single part of your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people conform to that and really vibe with that mentality. Like, I have a lot of friends who are just, they love Kobe. And they still, like, have we've been messaging throughout the week here. And one of my friends just said, I don't think I'll be able to ever get over it. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him, I said, yeah, like I, I don't see myself ever getting over it because it was just, yeah, he wasn't playing in the league, but he was also doing a lot more. You'd see a lot of these guys, NBA players working out with them in the off season and he's still around the game. Just, just, just see that he's gone now. It's just kind of crazy. I, I, I hope that tonight is not, you know, you guys know that, you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. You know that, we all know that. But hopefully what you get from tonight is the understanding that um, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. And if you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Um, something greater will. And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. I love you. So then, yeah, even like with the off season, you know, he's, he's obviously he's coaching um, he's coaching his daughter's team. He's running all his camps, Mamba Sports Academy, right? And um, he's playing with the he's playing with the younger NBA players that are coming to do camps with him. He's balling out with them one on one and all that stuff. But I think what's crazy is, you know, when those original schoolyard competitions mm-hmm. originated from him, and they never went away. Like Arjun, you might remember when you're playing ball and stuff, and like. Or anything, you know, you, you, you like you said earlier, like you haven't versed me. That's unapologetically. Yeah. You know, it's not arrogance. No. That is competitiveness in its most pure form. 100%. I beat you today, come back tomorrow, right. and I'm going to do it again. Right. And then try again, and I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. That was Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason Williams spoke in his interview, and he's like, you know, uh, we were going to verse the Lakers and I got to the gym and I was like, you know, I'm going to get to the gym at three o'clock in the morning and I'm going to hit 400 shots before mm-hmm. anybody shows up. And he's like, I got there. Kobe was already there working out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so I was like, oh, okay. And then he started shooting. And he did, so Jason Williams goes, he starts, um, he, he starts his workout and then um, he goes to, he, he comes out of his workout. Kobe's still there. He's like, oh, okay. He goes to a different court, shoots his hoops comes back Kobe's still there okay. Williams goes showers up hits the steam room sauna changes comes out Kobe's still there right and goes up to Kobe he's like hey man you've been here early what's up he's like I saw you coming <laughs> I, he's love like, that. I saw you coming right so I knew I wasn't gonna move yeah because now it's, it's competitive I'm in your head for sure right yeah, yeah I think also too with the mama mentality it's mistaken for the fact that it's just something that pertains to athletics which is not mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people oh like oh you don't like if you don't watch sports it, yeah. you can't you don't know what it's about but 
like that mama mentality it's it's in all aspects of life and i think uh whether it be business whether it be whatever you're doing in school i think um it's something that you have to be absolutely relentless and you gotta love what you do and mm-hmm. i think that's such a big thing that he was on he had yeah. such a passion for that for ball and he did it for 20 years and he was great at it for 20 years mm-hmm. um and so i think there's that misconception that it has to pertain to athletics, but it really doesn't. Uh-huh. If you want to be the best entrepreneur, put the work in. You right. know what I mean? So it doesn't just, that message that he sent, I think it just doesn't pertain to athletics. It's it's across the board. Right. And um, I hope people don't misconstrue that and think that it's just an just athletic type, athletics, type, type right. of thing. Um, if you want to be the best entrepreneur, then you know, put the time hours. in, ask questions. Don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you fail, the more you learn, I feel like. Right. So, um, and at the end of it, yeah, just don't take, I think, what we learn from here is don't take life for granted because exactly. it's so precious. Right. And at 41, this guy had a lot still more to prove mm-hmm. and he had still a lot more that he wanted to do. But I think what you can take away from it is he did everything at 100 percent if not more if not more yeah he whatever he wanted he made sure he put the time and effort in Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that that's why people just vibe with them favorite basketball moment uh your daughter's first basket or an nba championship my daughter's first basket really oh by far by far yeah because you know to see her actually like shoot the ball and make it you know when she plays you'll see like the same mannerisms and stuff like the first time she played and she was just out there in the game and she was just just standing there and she had never seen me play. You know what I mean? Like she's not watching. She's still too young and she just takes a jersey and puts it in her mouth. Oh no <laughs> way! Just naturally, and I'm just looking at her like, oh my god, that is so my kid. She doesn't even know like your legacy. Yeah. No, she just she just naturally does the same mannerisms. It's, That's it's, hilarious. It's a um, after reading Tim Grover's book, Relentless, and he just goes in a deep dive into high performers like Kobe, like Jordan, and he he was so, like, just going back on the fact that, like, failure wasn't even in his vocabulary. It's like, and if, if that, if, you know, if he fucked up, he owned it. And he was like, yeah, I messed up, and then I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. He didn't dwell in that failure. And he put it out there. And he put it out there. Exactly. Saw in all of his interviews, they're like, Kobe, you guys just lost. I thought you said you were going to exactly. win the championship. He's like, I'll be back. Yeah, like, straight what up. What are you going to do? Are going to take some time with family? He's like, no, they know. I want to win a championship. Exactly. I'll be back. Yeah, totally. So he put it out there. He's like, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, yeah. he made sure his competitors knew. Right. Like, and that mentality that you're competing with me. I'm not competing with you, right? Like that, that is yeah, what's, that's important. that's crazy. Like you're competing with me, man. You're going to come in my gym and, you know, do a workout. I'm going to be here earlier than you and leave later than you because you're competing with me. I ain't competing with you. So I think that, like, again, it just goes to show, like, it, like in our society, that com- competitive spirit is so, like, dampened. Like, it's, you don't see that. Yeah, and it's sad, right? Like, I feel like that, that's been turned off. We discourage people being competitive and we immediately label it, oh, you're arrogant or you're exactly. not a team player. right. Team sport. Yeah. Right? That guy, but yeah. when he had to go and make it about himself and one-on-one, right. he knew how to transition and he right. knew how to execute. Right. Right? And I think it's 
I guess my turn to use the word relentless, but if he knew that I'm here to win, I'm here to win game by game, right? I'm gonna, like we have a game tonight, we're gonna win it. And then if we win that one and we refresh mindset and we win the next one, the goal is the championship. He's, he always said, the goal is to win a championship. Anybody said, oh, Kobe, what do you think about the game? Don't care about the game, it's done. I wanna win a championship, let's go. Right. And you know, there's that story about how he was talking in an interview, and this is post-retirement, and he was like, you know, I never made excuses. I just kept them to myself and I worked because I didn't want the sympathy or the adjustment. I didn't want take guys to take it light on me because if I knew I was in a broken state and I can still convince myself to get up, put on the right mindset, work out and still beat you, you're never going to stop me. Right. And he's like, you know, if I go and I take that same shot and I tell the guys to work harder in practice, act like it's a playoff game, mm-hmm. you'd think these fadeaways and stuff, they were hard. He's like, I right. knew they were going in the second they left my hand. Right. And he talked about one time, he's like, you know, my daughter got really, really sick. And I spent the night at the hospital with my wife all night. And I came straight from the hospital, trained, flew, played a game. And I didn't tell anybody. Wow. He's like, and he said this on stage for the first time. And he's like, yeah, I played with him. And the person I was interviewing was like, you did a game without no sleep? He's like, hell yeah. But he's like, I didn't tell my coaches. I didn't tell my teammates. I didn't tell the trainers. I didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I had a mission. It's not going to happen. Things are going to, it's not going to happen on its own, right? You're going to have your bad moments. You're going to have your good moments. You're going to have distractions. You're going to have whatever. But at the end of the day, if it's your goal and you want it bad enough, yeah. You know, he said, he's like, my desire to win was greater Damn. than the distraction of pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, don't quote me on that. It's something along the lines. Yeah, but that's what he was saying, that the pain yeah, wasn't yeah. as bad as how bad my mind wanted no, the win. Yeah. yeah, it's an insatiable desire to win. How did you get your mindset into this alter ego to be comfortable being Black Mamba? Like, how, how did that happen? It's a good separation for me, you know, emotionally, to be able to put myself in a place where at practice or when I'm training or during games, I switch my mind to something else. I switch my mode into something else, right? For me, it's the equivalent of Maximus, Desmus, Meridius, and Gladiator picking up the dirt, smelling the dirt, it's go time, right? So that was my mental switch. It was like an actor getting ready for a film. You gotta put yourself in that cage. When you're in that cage, you are that character. Then when you leave there, it's something completely different. But when I'm in that cage, bro, don't fucking touch me. Don't talk to me. (laughs) Leave me alone. There used to be certain games, like, for, like, certain key games. Uh, I don't think I've ever said this before. This kind of makes me seem very psychotic, but whatever. I used to uh, play the Halloween theme song over and over and over in my headphones. Pre-game. Seriously, seriously. All right, so hi, my name is Sahil, and I uh, just want to thank Ravina for having me on her podcast to talk about the mama mentality and what Kobe Bryant means to me. Kobe Bryant's death hit me so much harder than I ever thought it would. Like, I, like many others, felt like I lost like a family member. Like, I lost, like, like I lost, like, a dad or something. Like, it was, it hit me so hard. And, and that is when I knew, like, Kobe was a, such a big part of my life. Like, he was such a big influence to my life. I got the news while I was at work. 
And the first thing I did was I went to the bathroom. And obviously, just like everyone else, checked to make sure if it, it wasn't fake news or anything. And once I confirmed it, man, I broke down right there. Started crying and everything. Like, full-on crying. Like, it was not good. I needed, like, 20 minutes in the bathroom by myself, man. I was just so choked up. Just, like, how could this happen? Like, this can't be real, man. Just thinking about just, like, so many emotions, man. So many thoughts, man. Thinking about all the shit he's done. All the stuff. That, like, everything. Like, all the games, all the finals. Coming back from injury, his retirement, his 60-point game, his 81-point game, like, everything. His dear basketball video. Like, it was all just flooding in, man, and I could not, I could not stop crying. But that was probably, like, when I truly knew, like, how much influence he really had on my life. You know, because he's not just any celebrity you know it's not any just any normal celebrity death to me like and even to everyone else like like i just remember scrolling through instagram reading comments everywhere like this is the first celebrity death that's affected me this much like like nobody everyone is just in pure disbelief as to what happened it's just pure tragedy like i don't think anybody would ever think someone like kobe bryant you know a mentor a superhero to people hero just hero to everybody would go out in this tragic way i'm sure everyone thought he would die from natural causes of old age he would be there at all the all-star games his hall of fame speech all the upcoming nba events you know have little discussions with all the other old-time players in a circle talking about their memories in the league man and i man, i wish that's how it played out but it didn't right and when uh Ravina asked me to be a part of this podcast or asked if I wanted to she the question she asked me was how is Kobe like what does Kobe mean to me and how has he influenced me I stayed up for four or five hours I could not sleep just thinking of all the little ways that he's impacted my life and uh, it all started when I was about 10 or 11 years old. I started watching. I don't know how I started watching. I don't remember my first Kobe memory at all. But I somehow started watching basketball back in 2007. I don't know what gravitated me towards the Lakers and Kobe Bryant. But something did. I'm not sure why I wasn't watching the Raptors. But yeah, I was watching the Lakers. And I was just like probably like every other kid. Watching hours and hours and hours of videos of Kobe Bryant, Kobe highlights, Kobe working out in the gym, him teaching his patent, like signature fadeaway, him showing how to do a reverse layup, like everything. And I'd watch it for hours. And I didn't know it at the time, but it affected me to the point of how I dressed, the music I listen to now, and just the sport I wanted to play. I was a soccer player before that and I shifted into basketball around grade like around grade 7, grade 8. I wasn't a good basketball player at all, but I'd watch these videos constantly and try to practice his moves because I, I wanted to be just like him. I was on the B team, B team grade 7, grade 8, then I started playing community. I wasn't really good in community either. Grade 9, I didn't even make junior varsity. 
but some something happened in grade nine during high school where I don't know where I just I guess I just developed as a basketball player and I was able to make the grade 10 junior varsity team and I was starting most games at this point too <laughs> maybe it was because of my height I don't know but yeah from grade 10 11 12 I was able to play on the high school basketball team I played a senior men's league one year and I've been coaching basketball five years for the last five years ever since basketball has been a significant role has played a significant role in my life and it's all due to Kobe Bryant you know I have nothing but good memories watching him growing up and play I just remember that happy feeling I got in my stomach every time he would make a basket no matter what kind of basket whether it was a dunk or just a regular shot or even a free throw it was just some type of happiness or pure joy that I can't even explain that I would feel in my stomach and it would happen every time and no player has ever come close to giving me that same feeling even after his retirement and I just think back to all the memories of the championships his 60 point game his final game like it was the most bittersweet moment of my life it was like the happiest and saddest I could have ever been it's so hard to explain that that final game I was blessed to be able to see Kobe twice during his last year. I went to Minneapolis to watch him play the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, he only played 12 minutes that game. And the rest was him mentoring the young guys, you know, like D'Angelo Russell and everything. It was a good game. It still went into overtime, but Kobe barely played. And then I was blessed enough to go to Los Angeles and actually watch Kobe play at the Staples Center and it was his ninth last game and that was such a good game man it was pure vintage Kobe the crazy footwork the fadeaways everything he scored like 28 points they lost the game but I don't know and then of course like I said the 60 point game unbelievable Kobe has not just influenced me in basketball he's influenced me post-basketball as well I've been listening to his podcast I've been listening to not his podcast but the podcast he's been featured in watching videos of his interviews and just the poise and grace that he has now is just unbelievable he's a completely different Kobe he went from being a crazy killer assassin to just being so humble so graceful and just so just so smart like it's just unbelievable like his mindset is something that will some, that will stay with people forever man like, like someone like me someone like Ravina that uses it for herself and her own businesses man like this is this mentality and this drive oh I can't it's just hard to explain man like it's not something everybody has but everyone tries to do it and I, I don't even know if I have it, but like I try like ever since his death, like I've been trying so hard to emulate it. I've been trying to wake up as early as possible. I'm not skipping the gym anymore. I'm just trying to better my life, man. Like, you know, like his death has been a real motivation for a lot of people. And it's just gonna continue to be that way. Like his Mamba mentality is something I wanna emulate for the rest of my life. Like I don't even know. Like, I'm just reading all his quotes. Again, I'm going back to the same videos I used to watch, his highlight videos back when I was a kid. 
I'm watching all these podcast videos, interviews, seeing all these, now I'm seeing all these new videos of him with his kids, man, and just the love he had for his daughters and Vanessa. It's heartbreaking to see, man. Like, he was such a great guy, and uh, it's very sad to see somebody like him go. But life goes on, and I'm, I assume, like, Kobe wouldn't want us to be grieving, man. Like, he, out of all these, like, recent videos I've seen, I've, some of them I've never seen before, man, but he's talking about how life, you just got to keep going, man. Like, there's always going to be some type of struggle. But he always talks about the beauty and the struggle, man. And right now, we're all struggling. Everyone that had, like, knew Kobe, man, or, like, looked up to him, saw him as an idol, we're all hurting. But he would want us to continue, man. And he'd want us to push hard, harder than ever before. And, uh, yeah, that's just something I'm hoping I can keep with me for the rest of my life. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. Anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. I play games with the flu. I play games with 102 degree fever, man. Ow. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not going to cripple me. It's not going to be responsible for me stepping away from the game that I love. I'm going to step away on my own turn because when I retire, I didn't want to have to say, I wish I would have done more. I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. We actually had to cut some of the audio short here due to some technical difficulties, and I'm sorry about that, but it was so amazing to get together with my friends and get, you know, some audio clips sent in. Um just discussing Kobe and his life and what he means to all of us. It's just so incredible to me that one person in his pursuit of greatness has impacted and set and has such a lasting impression on so many people. I was listening to another podcast this morning about his legacy and, and just also getting inspired by that as well. Um, it's it's interesting um, and beautiful that the death of someone that we don't know has impacted us so profoundly and almost to the point, actually for me, to the point of like doubled motivation, just hearing about Kobe, hearing about everything, his his hustle, his struggle, his accomplishments. It makes me want to it makes me want to work that much harder. And I have been, and I know others have been, just wanting to emulate what he stood for. What's the point of a legacy if you can't impact people? And that's exactly what he's doing. Um, And I think that's exactly what Kobe would have wanted, is for us to take what he was teaching through example and apply that to our lives. And I really, really, really hope and am positive about this, that the amount of people touched by Kobe's legacy and by Kobe's life, it's going to have such a lasting impression on so many people in the way that they view themselves and the desire that they now have for their dreams 
because of Kobe's example of what it means to achieve greatness and that we are all capable of achieving that. Um, I think that's going to be so incredible, so beautiful to see. Um, And yeah, this podcast again was just us getting together to celebrate Kobe's life and what Kobe means to us. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Rap Thinks will continue as per usual every Monday after this week. Um, And I'm going to, this is my open pledge that I'm going to do my very, very, very best, no matter what it takes, to emulate the Mamba mentality in every single thing that I do. And this is my open, fully hearted pledge. Um, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So thank you, Kobe. Thank you for everything. Thank you for giving us a reignited, much-needed motivation. I'm sorry to see you go. I'm sorry we didn't get to see you complete your second act of life, but I'm grateful, and I will, yeah, I pledge to keep the Mamba mentality alive. May your soul rest in peace and your legacy live on forever.